What is going on, lovely people? Welcome to another episode of the Editorial Podcast. I'm Nikki. And this is Chris coming at you with 533 beaches, boardwalks between us. You said that that's like the Toronto equivalent of the seawall. Uh, yeah, this one's like far along the east end of Toronto. So it goes through this neighborhood called uh, the Beach Is. Depends on who you talk to in Toronto. It's a little bit like controversial whether whether it's the beaches or the beach, um, per- oh. because it's one body of water, but it's divided into like four beaches. So there's like huh. Woodbine Beach, and then there's Q Balmy Beach, and then uh, pardon me, there's Q Beach, and then there's Balmy Beach, and then there's Scarborough. So like those those four areas rather are all called like the one beach area or the one beach neighborhood. But depending on who you ask, it's either the beaches or the beach. Personally, it's the beaches. Like there's multiple beaches. Understood. Yeah, and then the boardwalk goes okay. all through it to the very end. Yeah, it's a nice little walk. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. The water doesn't smell as much on that side. Oh, well, that's a plus. Yeah, that's the other thing. It definitely does not smell as much as it does at like, let's say Cherry Beach, downtown, downtown. That stuff like sticks in your pores. It's like a nasty smell. I didn't even know you guys had beaches. I thought that you guys were like landlocked. No, we have like Lake Ontario. So it's like, it's not really like a beach in the way that like Vancouverites see beaches, like with salt water. Like we have fresh water and it's like, they've put like some sand near it. So it like gives the illusion of it being like a real beach, but you know, it's still, it's still nasty fresh water. Okay. Yeah. No. There's still E. coli in the water. For sure. Oh, okay. That's a comforting thought. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. You're going to cut with like, you know, gills and scales. Well. If you stay in it for too long. What else is new? It's fucking 2020. Yep. Yep. But, you know, that's just the way of life in Toronto. You have the chance of becoming Godzilla if you stay in the water for too long. That's a chance I'm willing to take. It's worth the risk. <laughs> It's worth the risk. What is new with you, Chris? <laughs> what is new this week? Uh, not much. I mean, oh, uh, the house is getting renovated. Oh. Yes. So I feel like I should give you some backstory. So this house was literally built in 1922. Uh, so it's nearly 100 years old. How did we find this out? It was from a previous renovation. Uh, we found that the walls were lined with old newspapers that were literally dated back oh my to God. 1922. Yeah, like it was old Toronto Sun newspapers with like drawings on them. Oh. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so we decided because we've lived in this house. My grandparents bought this house in 1970 something. It's like been in our, our family for a really long time that we were going to make some adjustments to it. It's a little bit creaky. The front of the house itself like hasn't been properly insulated. Again, we found out from a previous okay. uh, renovation. That's why it's always like drafty and cold. And the floors, even though okay. they're like beautiful hardwood, are like forever creaking. Like it sounds like a haunted house. Like mm. if if this house was to just like let go Grey Garden style and just to become decrepit, like it would be that scary, like haunted house for sure. 
it's also like impossible. And then a beautiful purple bedroom. Yes, a purple bedroom with with black flower decals on it. <laughs> yes, super creepy. Super creepy. It's impossible to sort of walk on these floors without it like creaking and it being terrible. Like to pee in the middle of the night mm. means that you're waking up the whole house. It's so funny. Yeah, so we Damn. decided uh, while it's still warm before the uh, winter comes that we would maybe try to fix this. Uh, so we tore up all the floors. We tore down all of the walls. It's insane. Like the wood construction of the house is still like on point. It's still perfect. Everything else in the house may oh. work, but the actual wood construction of it is so perfect. It, that's the thing that'll remain standing. It's so funny. Well, back in the day, they did things better, right? Oh, like yeah. The good For old sure. days. Except installing flooring because we ripped up the the hardwood floor and all the baseboards aren't actually nailed in to the floor. That's what all the creaking is. It's just like these planks of wood like rubbing up against each other. <gasps> what if it was like a secret lair where they used to hide refugees and stuff? I don't think so because it's like it's always sort of been – if you guys have ever read – Okay, get ready for, like, a dumb English lit moment. This guy, his name is Michael Andache. He wrote, like, The English Patient, which, like, won a bunch of Oscar awards and whatever. But he also wrote this book called In the Skin of a Lion, which is a book about sort of Toronto and sort of, like, the people who live in Toronto. And it's set in the 20s. And Michael Andache, while he was writing this book, went to the Toronto archives a lot and looked through old housing records to see what Toronto's landscape looked like at that time. And it's pretty much surrounding the building of the Bloor Viaduct. So for those of you who don't live in Toronto, there is this long bridge that basically connects West Toronto and East Toronto through the Don Valley Parkway, which is like this big sort of weird sort of wooded area that divides the city in half. And they built like this railway track over the Don Valley. You can still ride across it. It passes over um, Broadview, like just before Broadview Station uh, on the TTC line. And they built that before mm. there was even train service. Like when they opened the viaduct, they like opened it with like horses walking over the top of it. Nice. Yes, it's super funny. So uh, I remember like being in high school and reading In the Skin of a Lion for the first time and realizing that a lot of the housing that Michael Andache was writing about was in the neighborhood that I currently live in. So the housing structures where like these Macedonian immigrants were like living while they were building the Bloor Viaduct was very much in this neighborhood, which is why the houses were constructed the way that they were. So they were actually built to house five or six families at one time in a very, very small oh, structure. Wow. Like my house is not big at all, but it does have an upstairs and a downstairs that are fully furnished. Like two families could live in this house comfortably, easily. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it's an odd setup, but like reading that book, I was like, ah, yes, this is the reason why. Yeah, go out and read it. It's like actually quite beautiful to read. Um, and if you're from Toronto, I think you guys will get a kick out of it. <laughs> but it's funny because as we always like find these treasures when we're doing these renovations. So like the last time, like I said, we found those newspapers. And then this uh -huh. time, as we pulled down the living room, we found this like very ornate, beautiful wood ruler. Like it was like uh -huh. this wooden ruler. It has like centimeters on the front, inches on the, on the other side. And then on the mm -hmm. back, it almost has like a little protractor reading. Like it has, oh. yeah, it's, it's very tight. It's beautiful to look at. But 
in like very crass handwriting this little girl wrote her name on it so it says age 11 georgina miller and then the address of the house oh wow which is really funny and i saw that shit's haunted oh a hundred percent as soon as i pulled it like as soon as my dad handed it to me i was like you know this comes with a ghost like this comes avec a ghost like with a ghost for sure (laughs) (laughs) like uh no my spirit isn't gonna live on in like you know my fancy you know clothing no it's gonna be i'm gonna be forever forever holding on to this fucking oh my god i'm like I've been feeling a lot of, like, cooler winds in the house. And, like, I don't know if it's because we've, like, stripped down all the walls in the living room. But I'm, like, am I being haunted? Like, for real, though. Like, Georgina Miller is just, like... It's Chucky, bitches. It's either, like, that's it. And Georgina Miller is just, like, 100 years old and, like, living somewhere in, like, a retirement home. Uh, But I was, like... Yeah, how cool would it be if she's still fucking alive? You go find her and give her back to Oh, man. That would be my dream. I gotta do some research. I think I gotta go... I gotta pull a Michael Andache and go to the archives and, like, see what's good and good. Because I was like, who who is this? Who is this girl? Who is this 11-year-old girl that hit her, like, ruler in the wall? Like, so she was, like, 11 in the 1920s. Or, like, what if she... Oh, Jesus. That's... Nah. I mean, if she ain't dead by now, like, COVID probably wiped her out. Wow. 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 Nikki went I mean, there. Hopefully, well, I mean, hopefully, like, they, it didn't. I hopefully, like, it would be really cool if she was still alive and you were oh, able to man. give her back a piece of her, like, childhood. Like, that, that would be, really be the cool, dream. I gotta, like, figure Georgina out. Georgina Miller. Yeah, Georgina Miller. Age 11. In, like, the 1920s. That, yeah. Can, like, somebody just, like like share this and like put this this episode of ours on trending and and maybe your grandma's name is uh, or your great grandma's name is georgina miller and uh she sounds like a girl from the mean girls bro like she is probably one of the popular girls you know maybe i don't know her handwriting was like pretty crass for like 11 years old like i don't know she sounds like a fancy bitch yeah like she didn't it it looked it looked like someone younger had written it, which is why I was like, really? She was eleven? Ah, uh, well, I mean, like, when do they start teach handwriting back in the twenties? I mean, listen, like I learned handwriting early. Like my grandfather beat me over the head with that. Like I learned how to write with like a feather pen. Damn. Yeah. My father beat me over times tables, so there goes that. Oh man, he tried to teach me that too, but I think he knew right from the get-go. He was like, nah, this one's not cut out for that. Yeah. <laughs> Math was not installed in this one properly before it came out of the, the uh, you know, computer here. Fucking just oh, yeah. he floppy. Like, that floppy disk was not downloaded properly. Yeah, he was too busy, like, reading me Bible stories. And I was too busy, like, embellishing those stories in my head. And he was like, oh, God, this one's going to be an artist. <laughs> yeah. Telltale signs of uh, one who shall then proceed to be in the yeah. arts. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Failure at math and then like a grandiose embellishment. Just spirals. Of, of Bible stories. And then really good handwriting. And they were like, yeah. oh man, this one's a goner. <laughs> yeah. So don't look at the certificate. Uh, don't look at the diploma from U of T. Exactly. That's, just, that's, uh, all, that's all. It's a, a lie. All of it is a lie. <laughs> 
Oh, it tastes man. a facade. Yes, uh, much like the hardwood floors on my house that aren't even properly installed. Just one large facade. Other mm. things that, that are facades, I don't know, <laughs> creating new relationships in the age of COVID. That one wasn't smooth. I'm sorry. God. No, I mean, like, we're trying, guys. Like, with every episode, we try to be as smooth as possible. Sometimes no, that was just, just like, that, was, that wasn't even, like, a clean segue. That was, like, a hard, like, left turn from the right turn lane. Like, when you mess up. <laughs> oh, I hate those. <laughs> or, like, emerge onto the highway when you're, like, you know... When you're like, oh man, is this guy going to be, should I just go ahead of this guy? But that means I'd have to floor it. Or should I just wait? I'll just wait a little bit before this guy passes, you know? And then, but the car behind me is going to honk me. Like I don't, and then you just, you just make a freaking left yeah. like, at the at the last second. Yeah. Just like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to do it. You just pray. It's prayer. Yeah. That's yeah. basically it. So Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. But today we're going to be. Somebody asked you this question. Yes. We had a, this wonderful question comes from. One of our, our listeners, God bless him for getting out with this, but uh, he asked us to talk about navigating relationships and this quote unquote new normal, connecting with, with new people and having friendships and even dating. Like, what is it like being social when you're not meant to be social? And sort of how how are we navigating and I guess sort of what our range of, of relationships have been and what we've seen if we're thriving, if we're not thriving, you and Mr. Pharmacist sort of like really picked up sort of in the beginning of this, in this whole plague situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually kind of strange and it's definitely not your ideal or your conventional dating timeline when it comes to me and Mr. Pharmacist, just cause, so we met on Hinge if you guys didn't know that already, I don't know if I've mentioned it in a previous episode, but we met on Hinge and honestly, it it was different because right off the bat, this guy was, he seems so harmless. Mm. He's going to hate me for oh, this. God. He seems so harmless that I was like, you know what? Most of the time I would, before I give anybody my cell phone number, I would vet them. Yeah. Like I would be like, oh, I want to meet you in person first to to straight up sure, know you're not a serial killer. As I was going to say, it was like, make sure I'm not going to end up in your refrigerator. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, hacked up in pieces and like a bite taken out of my liver. Thank you very yes. much. Uh, so before I give you my cell phone number, right? So, and then also like if they're just like you meet them and they're just, I don't know how to explain it. They're just not a little left of center at the top percentile yeah. yeah then you you know you're just like okay well i uh, like see you never okay <laughs> so you don't give them your cell phone yes. number but for 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 mr pharmacist i was like you know what i think you're trustworthy enough or your face looks like it's like kind enough that i'll give you my phone number so i did and he was the first person i ever gave my phone number out to before i mm. met him in person and this was like literally boxing day we matched on hinge on boxing day and uh and he's like how's your boxing day shopping what? going i'm like this guy's name is fuck but i'm down for it i love it <laughs> yo you get any sweet deals <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like yo i come to you at 50 percent clothes oh, off yeah that's so bad oh my god i that's made that wonderful. shit up no he didn't say anything like that he's he's no <laughs> 
so uh no he i looked really kind and uh, so we met up and like my goal was like we we're gonna meet up um we planned to meet up new year's eve and then we were gonna go to starbucks but stupid me didn't look up <laughs> the hours yes starbucks was closed like these white establishments, yes. so they close for the holidays. So we went to a Chinese establishment, which was Cha Time, which is a bubble tea place for Cha people is, who don't know Cha Time. We, we love it in Toronto. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, we like Cha Time here too. So we went to Cha Time because it was open and we had bubble tea and like we talked, you know, and it was like very nice. And I was like, oh, this yeah. guy's very like attentive. Like he's a very good listener. He's like a active listener. I'm like, oh, nice. So um, afterwards, like I had to cut it short because I had to go home. And uh, I had like, you know, New Year's Eve plans with my family. And then he also Mm. had like a a party to go to with his friends. And so we left it at that. But then he messaged me after and he's like, well, like, you know, Mm. it was nice. But then our our conversation was cut short. I would love to see you again. So we went on a second date and then, you know, things progressed. And uh, let me just tell you about the second date really quickly. We went to this lovely place here called Greenleaf Sushi. Um, I don't think... I don't think you guys have it over there, but when you come, it they make really good aburi sushi. Gotcha. So like you know the seared yeah, sushi we've got, like, on top, and it's like rectangular. Like, we've got tora here. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. So like it's like that, and then the dinner went great. Got to know each other more. At the end of the dinner, I was like going in for a hug, and this asshole gives me a one armed hug. Oh I man! I still bring it up to this day because he gives me this one arm hug, and I'm like wow was the dinner that bad like that you only give me a one-arm hug like it just like you know my confidence level went from like a freaking nine to like a six and I was like this was it not was it not good but just turned out like he I don't know I don't know what he was doing I think he was cold or something I don't know what his excuse was but he was just like no (laughs) I was like sorry sorry for for the one-armed hug I'm like hey whatever dude But that was that. But we went to like, you know, a couple other days and then fucking COVID hit. And it was like, so this was like beginning of uh, January. So we went on like a couple days. Yeah, January, February. And then we spent Valentine's Mm -hmm. to get uh, Valentine's Day together. And then I think you'll love the place that he took me to for Valentine's Day. It was uh, this very cute little restaurant that had a vegan option. So he was so nice that he like researched like you know the place that would have like a vegan option for me to have a good dinner and yeah I know and then uh, and then COVID hit and then we couldn't go out anymore like what do you do Mm -hmm. on normal dates you fucking go out and eat and you pack on the pounds you know and then you go (laughs) and you have drinks you know happy hour at cactus or whatever but you couldn't like we couldn't do any of that yeah I'm a basic bitch I told you that I'm sorry Jesus okay yes yeah so like what like I don't, I don't know. It was just like it was tough because we were like, "What the hell do we do?" And mm-hmm. and uh, most of it was, and like he was still working. Like he is, I I don't know, like a pharmacist. That's I would say like a semi frontline worker. I would say like he yes. people still needed their meds and stuff. And so yeah. I was like worried for him going to work and like stuff. And 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 um, you know, told him always to be careful and stuff. And he was, but it was then like, well we can't do anything. We can't mm-hmm. go out to the movies. We can't go out to like, you know, have drinks at night or uh, drink at night. Cause Nikki doesn't do alcohol very well. Jesus. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and it just like, what the fuck were we supposed to do? We just ended up, you know, really honing in on our cooking skills. Like I would go over to his place and, yeah. and we would end up just cooking and staying at home and watching Netflix. So that's what pretty much happened for the entire quarantine. It was just like, it felt so weird because 
I don't know how to explain it, but then you don't really get to that level of like comfort mm-hmm. or like comfortable until maybe like a year or a bit into your, you know, relationship where things are like, okay, well, the butterflies are, are still there, but they're, they're not fully gone. But then it's like, you know, not as um, uh, like head over heels, not not the crazy honeymoon phase anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you still enjoy each other's company, but you're comfortable, you know, and it's stable. Yeah. Like we got to that. We went there first. And it was just like we skipped all of this like exciting. It should have been exciting. It should have been like let's get to know each other more in like a yeah. outdoorsy like let's go do stuff, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. So it was very different uh, to say the least. Okay. Yeah. The, a similar thing happened with me and my pal. Yeah. Like we would frequently go out for dinner. Uh, that was like our thing is we we love food as anyone who knows me <laughs> knows very well. Uh, so Food, like, our, yes. yes, our thing was to either go via word of mouth on like the latest restaurants that uh, keep ruining Nikki's lives when she sees it on the hipster. Yep. Uh, yep. All the Toronto restos. Yeah. But we, we would go or we would check up blog to and check out what reviews are for that place. Like we did a lot of research and we would like, that was our thing. Like every week we would do that at least once a week. And then when everything shut down, we were like, what are we supposed to do? What, what, what's going to happen? Like, what are our weekly hangouts going to be like? And that's when he was like, we're going to have to figure something out. And then all of a sudden we started playing Uno and like, you know, we cooked dinner Mm. a few times. We still got takeout from our regular places. We'd like sit down. Yeah. Like you and Mr. Pharmacist, we would like watch bad 80s movies on Netflix. Like, you know, (laughs) we live our youths. Um, Yeah. But like we quickly like sort of fell into like this normal routine of like putting on jammies and like hanging out. I'm like, cool, this is normal. This is, this is fine. Like, yeah, yeah, it can be normal. Yeah. And uh, it like, we were the only people that we would see consistently. Like, that was the worst part about it is like, this was, we would like suck the marrow out of the day with each other because like, that was our social interaction oh. for like the whole week. <laughs> so mm. it's like in that time, it's like, you have to like, take that time that you have with each other and take it seriously and try to get as much social interaction because like that's just it for the week. Like you're not getting that again until the next week. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I found myself really like taking every moment and just like savoring it. Like, yes, this is my time with another human being for the week. I must absorb it. We must do all of the things. Uh many games of Uno. And uh yeah. <laughs> that's Can I be usually... the Phineas to your verb? Yes, literally. Literally, can you yeah. can can you be the Ernie to my very very pessimistic Bert? <laughs> oh, Sesame Street, got it. Okay. Wow, wow. Can you be like the other banana in pajamas to my banana in pajamas? Can you be the banana number one to my banana number two? Can you be the thing one to the thing to my thing two? Yes. Oh my God. Can you be? Can you be yes. the Thelma to my Louise? I don't know that. Oh my one. God, Thelma and Louise. What the, the two gals who like leave their husbands and then like fall in like pseudo kind of love with each other and then like drive their car off like the a cliff when they like realize the police are after them because they like robbed a bank and like committed a bunch of crimes dude that is us but i have never heard oh of my one. god okay then one of the movies that we got to watch for crimes in cinema has to be thelma and louise okay cool just don't watch cool, it with cool, mr pharmacist because cool, cool, cool. he's not gonna be happy it's an older film he's oh, okay yeah 
he's he's not gonna be happy. That's he's fine. not gonna be thrilled. If there's no like other redeeming qualities about it besides the classic. And I feel like there's not like I can't I can't warrant it the way that I did with coming to America. Like he's not gonna be happy about it. Okay. Okay. Can you be like the pink Power Ranger. Oh wait, no. The purple. Is there a purple Power Ranger to like my black Power Ranger? <laughs> to your green Power Ranger? <laughs> oh, to my green Power Ranger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wait, is there even a purple one? Am there, I going? Next? I don't know. I'm gonna be real with you. I haven't actually seen the Power Rangers. Me neither. Yeah. Can, I don't. Yeah. Can you do the Daffy to my bugs? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, oh, oh. Can um, what is that really sexy lady with like? You can only see half her face, and her she has like a waist size of like two two what? inches. That's in a red dress in the tunes. Oh, like Jessica Rabbit. Yes. <laughs> Keep you like the <laughs> Jessica Rabbit to my like Roger Rabbit, her husband. Yeah. <laughs> you knew exactly what I was talking. See, I, I I gave a good description. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Can you be the Betty, t- the Betty to my Wilma? Is that Scooby Doo? Oh fuck me! Yeah. You're thinking of of Velma and Daphne. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can you be like the, the Betty to my Veronica? Veronica? Yeah. It was like yeah, naturally yeah, yeah, that's yeah, sort yeah, of correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, we're off topic. We're off topic again. Okay, sorry, 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 oh, sorry, sorry. Jesus okay. Christ. Um, that took like a 15-minute yeah. detour. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I know, but it's fine. We had fun. We had fun. We took the scenic route, yes. but we had a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it, 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 it's nice to sort of have that time because like in, in the time of the plague, like I'm just going to call it the plague. Like I don't like calling it COVID. Black death. Yes. Uh, in the time of the plague, uh, you have all of that time. You know what I mean? Like no one well in your case mr pharmacist is working but like we're not working we have all that time to sort of kill but Mm -hmm. we don't have anyone to kill it with so i mean like even scheduling video calls like scheduling video calls with the gals like my friend group was Mm -hmm. rough because it was like we were all busy doing other things you know trying to fill the void of time uh me for instance my thousand piece puzzle uh my pals you know baking and like plant tending and like doing all the things that they were doing like trying to sort of just fill your days with as much social interaction as you can and if you could get it physically like that was amazing like that was a great thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that it was it it forced us to really slow down and if anything Mm -hmm. we took a very like European approach to life and like we just thought like oh wow this is like how we should enjoy our life like they have such a laid back lifestyle over there you know and I just thought like take the time to smell the roses and fucking make a charcuterie board and, <laughs> and you know, just enjoy wine and stuff. And it yeah. was kind of like everything was slowed down for a little bit. And it was like, you kind of really had to really readjust and, and, and sit back and think like, Oh, like who do I miss the most? Mm-hmm. Like who in my life actually had, who serves a purpose or, uh, enriches my life yeah. uh, in some way because you kind of realize that oh you know through all this like if it wasn't for the fact that I saw you every day honestly we have nothing in common yeah like we like you know the fact that it, we had to just reassess the people in our lives I don't know about you maybe I'm just like I don't know a bad human being but I cut out a lot of people because I just realized like 
if I don't reach out to you, you won't reach out to me. And like this entire time, it was just me carrying the boat for two. Yeah, I I had a lot of friends sort of go through purges and, you know, like lose connections with people. And like, I don't, I don't always know if it was like for their own self-improvement or whether, you know, they were like in distress and like needed to turtle by themselves for a while. It, it, it right. was it was an odd time because like there was a lot of people who like sort of found their way out of my life but also found their way into my life oh yeah and it was very it was an odd time but you know the people who are closest to me like we we checked in with each other all the time and like that's yeah. sort of where i figured out i was like ah yes the these are my this is my tribe these are my people this is my pack and and those were the it, it's almost like a it's almost like a neuron, right? It's like the more you exercise that that brain cell, the stronger it gets and the stronger the connections are. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what happened. It was like, ah, yes, like these are the skills that I didn't need. They sort of started to wither away. And these are the skills I do need. So they got mm-hmm. stronger. And uh, yeah. yeah, and then it's like with that time that you do spend with the people that you that you love and you care about, it, you, you really try to invest as much as you can in that moment with them, right? It's like you're really present. Yes, you don't yeah. have any other distractions. It's like, it's just you and these people. Um, and you're just like, as I said, like sucking the marrow out of it. Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's also like the opposite. Like you said, there are relationships and friendships that have rekindled yeah. because of this COVID. And it's, you kind of think like, oh, well, like, I always said, you know, I don't have time or like, yeah, we'll meet up when we Mm -hmm. find time or like, yeah, we'll do this when I have time. And then you have all the time in the world. And now you're just like, oh, yeah, I should probably get to that, you know, and you find, you know, relationships that you've neglected Mm -hmm. a little bit, um, you know, friends that you kind of put on the sidelines and maybe start talking to them again. And then now that it's like, you know, lifted a little bit, now you get to see them and it's kind of like, it's kind of nice to have this familiar feeling with someone that you kind of, you didn't know that you missed until you had it again. You put attention onto it. Yeah. It's like a nice rekindling. And I feel like this has in an odd way, like made me a better person coming out of it socially. I mean, because I was like a terrible person socially to begin with. Um, I'm not saying I'm any better. I'm just like, a small amount better now. <laughs> it's like I find myself when I'm with someone really making sure that I take every moment out of it. I'm like, yes, yeah, I'm invested. I'm here right now. I want to hear every dumb thought that comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to know everything because I don't know when I'm going to get this again. So like, let's let's get down to business. Yeah, I, I think that you're you're right on that. It's it's nice to be fully present for once because you don't Mm -hmm. have any other life distractions like work, like other obligations. There's literally the world was at a pause and the fact that you decided to use the time that you had with the people Mm -hmm. that you decide to share it with, it it speaks like volumes to just invest your time in someone. Right. And I'm sure that whoever it is, they appreciate it too. It was nice to sort of to have that and, you know, it's it's little gestures to like not being able to be there for people's birthdays, but like sending them a giant Amazon package filled with snacks or filled with a hobby or like just something to let people know that you care, even if you're far away and you don't talk to them very often. Just like little gestures to like 
solidify that you've crossed someone's mind was like a really it was something that I took pride in just to like like hey you know I think Mm -hmm. about you we don't always talk and I know that you got things going on and I know that you're dealing with this but you know here's something to help pass the time or here's some snacks or you know something like that yeah little care packages yeah that's sometimes like a big thing for someone oh for sure yeah for sure I think that that's the sweetest thing ever if I received like a little care package or just somebody said even like a dude I'm so easy to please like honestly (laughs) um you just send me like a text message and say like I'm thinking of you like that's hook line and sinker for me yeah for for me it's like if you send me a dumb meme like yes I'm in it like yes this dumb meme made you made you think of me thank you so much that's wonderful Mm. yeah I'm a sucker for that Oh yeah, just like letting somebody know that you're you're like in their brain synapses for like a split moment, because mm-hmm. there could be so many other things that you're focused on, and and like now you're forced to take a pause, you're forced to slow down um, your life that used to be so hectic or whatever. You're just like so caught up sometimes in the moment yeah. that you don't really live in the moment. Does that even make sense? No, 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 no. That's totally it. It's like. Even now, like, I'm falling back into it, and I have to catch myself sometimes because, like, work is super strenuous, and sometimes I'm spread really thin, and, like, my work-life balance hasn't been great as of late. So sometimes I really have to, like, find myself, even though, like, I'm face-planted on my bed when I come home, and, like, I don't need to talk to anybody, and I've been talking to people all day, and I'm tired, and I've, you know, this is, like, my 20th day on, and I'm exhausted, um, I worked a 12 hour shift the day before and I got to do it again tomorrow, but I'm like, no, I, I have to work up some sort of nerve to like check in on the people that I love because like, if I don't do it today, I'm not going to do it tomorrow. I'm not going to do it the day after, like it needs to be done today. So yeah, sure. I find myself struggling with that a little bit more since like things are going, I put normal in a lot of quotation marks, uh, but, mm. but now that things are reopening and like I'm back employed and a lot of my friends are going back to work and starting new jobs and starting new chapters. It's like having to find that time to connect and, and remember to connect and like fortify those relationships because yeah, your, your, your days are often caught up with, with little moments that don't matter. Right. They're all just like monicums of just, normal nonsense you know it's like it's work stuff where it's you know the errands that you have to run it's my day is always like oh yes well I have to go to work and then after work I might need to like run to Walmart because I need this and I need to do groceries because I need this and I need to feed myself because I'm out of this um and then in all of that you're like oh yes and there's also people that love me and who I love and I should probably check in on them yeah for sure it's like how do you continue this like if you if you've started this little like hey let's check in on each other let's talk every week like you know I think about you and I'm going to spend time sending you memes and and letting you know that Mm. I care about you like how do you continue that when life does go back to normal like or so to say like normal after COVID like whatever the normal will be but how do you continue on to build these relationships even further and and have such a and have a stronger connection with them when your life will get back to that like optimized level of 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 your life being whatever your life was Mm -hmm. before covid i don't know how to better word that but like i'm running out of words in my dictionary here but you know like how would you how would you continue on with that? Because I can only imagine, even for us, like Chris, like how 
I, I hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm going to pass this stupid exam. You next are. Month. It's going to be fine. I sure hope so because I've been out of work since March. So like I'm just like stressing because I know for a fact like going into real estate, I'm probably going to be like jam packing my schedule so that I can be the most effective and efficient worker just for the first little bit because I've I'm new to the industry. I will have to learn all these new Mm -hmm. things and I'm sure that there's so many things that I have to like like kind of pick up from other people and learn from them because I don't know what the fuck's going on and how at the same time am I going to be able to juggle that going into a new industry for a new job that you know I'm lucky enough to have somebody hold my hand through it um, who will be my partner going into this but at the same time it's like how would I how am I going to time manage so that me and Chris will continue on with this podcast or like me and my other friends that I've been you know seeing on a semi-regular basis during COVID um, just to make sure that we don't fall apart. Like how am I going to continue that through when I do start working again? Like it's definitely some questions that you have to sit down with yourself and have that hard conversation and be like, how am I going to manage my time properly and, and show the people like, you know, that I care about them. And honestly, when you're working at the end of the day, it's, it's working so that you provide food on the table. So you like, so you don't die randomly, but um like other than that it's just work it is it's to money is to make the life go by easier mm-hmm. but then friends are the ones and family are the ones that uh, make your life meaningful exactly right? yeah and then I guess the second part of this question was like how how do you go about meeting new people in these circumstances like I know that I'm I work with people every day and I'm like hella paranoid like I don't like people mm. even coming near me two meters is still too close for me I'm like or like like please Set, please go further away from me. Like restraining order yes, distance, like a hundred yards. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like I find myself even more anxious to like go outside and eat at restaurants, and I don't want to endanger anyone else's life, but I also don't want to put my own life in danger. You know what I mean? So it's like in the realm of mm-hmm. like being social. Like, what do you what do you think? Like, how how is our how are we going to go about meeting people and talking to people and being social again? I'm different than you in the sense that I feel like I'm more of a social butterfly than you. Oh, yeah. Like I I definitely am more – how would I say? Like I'm innately a pessimist and innately like, like not a very forward person but put in like a setting where I have to be social yeah. and I will be. Like I think it's just like my – Cause I, cause I've worked in retails and I've worked in like sales yes. and it's just like, it's, it, I have to force myself to be outgoing. Oh, I'm the to same way. an extra, extrovert. Yeah, yeah. Right. You have it, to force yourself to be an extrovert. Lot. It takes a lot for me to get to that point. Like if I'm in a social situation, it's like, I know there's no getting out of it. I'm like, Ugh, I'll put on, mm. I'll put on my, I'll put on my, my retail hat today and I'll just be my retail self. And then I'll just go home and like mm. sit in silence after it and just be like, I need to like, yeah. I need to like re- recharge my social, my social meter. For sure. When you are talking to people all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was talking to people coming in, looking at cars for you is like people coming in, looking at your product. And it's like, I have to make small talk mm-hmm. it, like it doesn't work if you you're not the one pushing it because yeah. they're not going to be the one voluntarily giving you information about themselves exactly. right so put in that setting like i'll be 
as social as I can be. And I'm one of those people that hate awkward silences. So I will drown out the silence with just like, just me talking (laughs) a lot. And, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's hard to meet new people, I would say right now, because one, it's like, how do we even get like the, the beginning procedures like, how do we even change? Like, do I shake your hand? Yeah. Do I fist bump you? Do I elbow touch yeah, you? I do don't I- know. Like, that already gives me so much stress. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, I had a customer after the end of a transaction just, like, absentmindedly reach his hand out. And I was like, no, my dude. And I, like, gave him my elbow. And I was like, chicken wing it. <laughs> chicken wing it. I was like, chicken wing it. Hashtag 2020 chicken wing yeah, it. just, like, chicken wing it. And yes. <laughs> and he just like looked confused for a second. I was like, "Yeah, dude, we're in the middle of a plague right now. Like, I love you, but no, like, yeah, I'm not touching your um, hand." And then it like it clicked, and it was really yeah. funny as he like hit the realization in that moment. He was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And I was like, "No, it's fine. Like, I understand. It's like a social adjustment for sure." Could you imagine? Like for us, it's like we're used to like the handshake and like, you know, Canadians are pretty friendly. So like we do the little, Sorry, no, 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 no. Va- Let's just edit that really quickly. Vancouverites are very friendly. Like you're saying Toronto people are not that friendly. Yeah. We don't talk to people. Yeah. You've seen it firsthand. I saw you like the last time you were here, you were like chatting with the Uber driver. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that was the drunk me or like chatting with the Uber driver or if it was just like, I think I just chat with everybody. Oh dude, you know what? That's not, I, I chat with people when I'm sober too. I, I make like I probably know the family story of like all all of my taxi rides I've ever been on, like which is like probably three taxi rides I've ever yeah. been on in my life. But like I know the guy in and out. I know his family. I know what his daughter's name is. Like fucking, we talk for sure. Oh, man. It was so funny because he was like taken aback too. He was like, "Why is this woman talking to me?" I was like, yeah. "I didn't get it." Obviously, <laughs> obviously, I didn't understand because I was drunk in that scenario. But had I not been drunk, I still would have made conversation. But I probably would have <laughs> picking up on the clue that he was like, "Yo, like I kind of don't want to talk to you. Like, can you just like give me five stars and get the fuck out?" Yeah, I was like, "Dude, Torontonians aren't that friendly." It's super funny. <laughs> okay, so Vancouver, right? Um, you know, we go in for like the little hug or like the you know handshake and stuff. But then, like, if you think about over in Europe or wherever, wherever they do the little double kiss on the cheek thingy, like how imagine yeah. like how how like awkward or like how taken aback they are with not being able to do this custom. Yeah. Of just, you know, leaning in and doing the peck peck, you know? Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want you breathing my air. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. You realize that they're like doing things that like they should have been doing pre-COVID, but then they're only doing it now because of COVID. And what I mean, like prime example is like sanitizing the chairs in movie theaters. Yeah. What? Like. Yeah. Or like sanitizing books from a library that you checked out. Yeah. Sanitizing buses trains and streetcars like that's the one that gets me like i know uh, they like clean them but now they're like yes we take pride in sanitizing them every day i'm like so like, shouldn't you have were been you doing not that doing before? that before that every yeah. day <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like i don't understand like what, what do you mean like oh yeah we like you know take extra precaution and we uh, are very proud of our sanitation process and yeah. like blah 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 blah. And I'm like, what? Were you guys not fucking doing that in the beginning? I don't understand. 
yeah, like airplanes are now like, yeah, now we're actually cleaning our planes. I'm like, good on yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're not just we're not just picking up the trash in the aisles. We're also wiping down the seats. Thank you for flying British Airlines. You know, like yeah, I'm like, the, what what were we doing before? Jesus Christ! It's just I like know. yes, just let them fester. Let them fester in their seats. And then we shall get the next round of cattle in, and they shall fester as well. Like, I know. Now I'm just like, oh, now I picture just a flight attendant walking around with like the pesticide can spray majiggy and just like spraying down all the seats and stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like it should have been that from the get go, dude. It should have been. Yeah. Like, nothing would make me more appeased than like the smell of Lysol in the aisles, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, I'd yeah, like, the ah, lemon yes. one though. Yes, I'd be like, ah, yes, the smell of ninety nine point nine percent germ free air. <laughs> like, yes, I'm comfortable. Yes, can this can this be a Bath and Body Works line? Just a ninety nine, the smell of ninety nine point nine nine percent bacteria kill. Yeah, lemony fresh. It would probably just smell like Lysol. Like it would just be a candle that smells like Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a candle that smells like bleach. A a scent to cleanse your soul. Yeah, bleach flavor. Like, what the... (laughs) Bleach. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. That should be, like, Margiela's next perfume collection. Oh, yeah. It's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be, like, true clean. It'd just be, like, bleach in a tube. Jesus. Has whitening properties. Yes, I was gonna say, like, may discolor clothing. may just color skin oh jeez oh man could it be like a yeah bleach bleach flavored facial cream like oh no oh man priyanka chopra would love that stop (laughs) i fucking went there (laughs) it's funny because it's true it's funny because it's true Oh, oh, brown people in colorism. I love it so much. Yeah, uh, I know. I think yeah. that like, hopefully that answers your uh, listener's question there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so much for submitting questions. Uh, Nikki, we have another one for today that we're just going to cap things off with. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah, it is the time of the show where we answer a question from the listener. And we have this wonderful listener who um, – gives us a lot of questions like every week like it's awesome i believe her handle on instagram is awkward cookie um spelt like very differently um but her uh question was well she has two questions i think we can answer these both and one of them would was uh the first one is what do you think about dating a single parent um will it affect the child oh oh man I have, like, a strict rule about that. Like, I don't like kids, period. Like, the idea of dating... For for, for dating a single parent, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to raise your human larvae. I don't want that responsibility. Like, I don't want that. No thanks. Mm. Like, for me, straight up, it's a hard no. Okay. Do you ask yeah. that? Like, if you're on a date, you're just like, here are my list of just, like, things. And uh, if you're a single parent, oh, okay, bye. Straight up, I'm like, if if... Even if they, like, I will ask straight up, like, do you, like, are you looking to be a parent? Because, like, that's not a thing. So let's just, like, cut our losses now. It's been a good time. Bye. Mm, Yeah, I'm super I think it's a little different for a guy, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Either which way, I'm like, I don't want that, man. I think some guys don't really care um, 
if you're a single mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that I don't know. There's some. Well, obviously, there's some guys that are douchebags, but we can't call, we can't categorize all of the men yes. together. Yeah. So I think first, like I know personally, I know a few guy friends in my life who date um like they don't go actively looking for a single mom mm-hmm. but it just so happens that they do and i think that for if you are a single parent i think that you it is in your best interest to put it out there like yeah. really early in the beginning no one wants to find that out that's like a kinder surprise that like is not a yeah. great toy inside I think that there's some, well, there's some people out there, maybe especially women that think like, okay, you know what, like, it's, I want them to get, I want them to get to know me for me. And I want them to kind of like, like me before I got to make sure that they like me before I tell them something like this. Because like, what if they don't even give me the chance to, to develop you know, feelings for me. And then it's like immediately shut off by the fact that I have a child. Like that should define me. I also find that kind of problematic because like, it almost makes you seem like you're ashamed of your child or you're like ashamed of who you are as a parent. Like I think the, yeah, like I feel like if you're a parent, like you should own that. You know what I mean? Like you, you did the very difficult thing of bringing life into the world. And like, if a human being can't accept you for that, like you're clearly not the right person for them. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm saying that as someone who, who can't appreciate children, like, clearly like I wouldn't be the right person for them like I will gladly I will openly admit that but you know there is someone who will appreciate that like there are tons of people who aren't me and who love kids and who think that you know the children are our future like that song (laughs) yeah yeah and I knew that I knew it was getting there yes uh and you should seek that person out because I guarantee that you wouldn't have to hide that from them and you wouldn't have to be ashamed of it no I agree there are I think it is something that you should put out there and I mean obviously if it's at the time zone that we are now with like online dating and stuff, it's not that fucking hard unless you're like one of those parents. I don't know why you wouldn't be because it seems like every single person that has a child on my Facebook loves to plaster their child's face on my Instagram, on my like Facebook feed. (laughs) I'm like, I get it that you think your child's cute and all like, I get it. Like every parent probably thinks that their kid is the cutest one in the fucking world and can be on like a Huggies diaper commercial. But like, I, 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 I mean, I'm entitled to my own opinions. And then my mom said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. So I won't say anything, (laughs) but, uh, I'm just thinking, you know, if you did your due diligence of looking up this person to make sure they're a real human being before like meeting up with them, you would know if they had yeah. a kid. Yeah, for sure. 100%. But, uh, and I, I, it will affect the kid is the second question. I think it might, unless you're like really committed yeah. to this person that you're dating, you shouldn't bring the kid into it. Like know that they exist, know that they are a part of yes. this person's life and respect that. But then I wouldn't say that the, to the parent of the kid, I would say maybe don't introduce them right away unless you're, it's like a yeah. for sure thing because introducing somebody that they are going to create a bond with and then taking that away. If you guys, you know, break up or something, yeah. it's, it's a little, little rough. I was going to say, I'm like, kids are like ducklings. Like they imprint quick. Like you can't just like, you know, give them a lollipop and then them enjoy it halfway. Then you take it away from them. Like that's not, that's not a kind way 
uh, to treat a kid. And that's like a sure way of they're going to need therapy for the next like 30 years. So save yourself the therapy yeah. fees. Like what happened to I really Jim? Liked him. Like what happened to, I know. Like, and then like, if it was a super bad breakup and every time you hear his name, you cringe. Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's time. not a good time exactly. for, so for both of you, you know? Fees. And just like, you know, be upfront with your, with your person, but also like, you know, introduce them to your child later on once you know like it's a secure thing yeah agreed okay and uh the second question from this listener awkward cookie um she asks are fuck boys always gonna be fuck boys forever i mean i feel like at one point or another like the veil of uh, uh like carefree like insecurity like starts to fade away like that in a terrible way it sort of comes with like a traumatic event or like something sort of shakes people up where they sort of snap out of it where they have to like grow up nine times out of ten it's not a positive experience and then it uh, that usually will change a person so like i'm not saying it's it's accurate for every person like if we're watching you know the netflix cinematography or like the or this (laughs) the cinematic masterpiece that is too hot to handle there were a couple of people that like did not change at all even through this experience of like learning how to like love yourself and feel fulfilled um and like they still didn't change and they still didn't learn anything from it so i'm not saying that everybody needs a traumatic experience to change but like you know sometimes they do sometimes they don't if you're if you're narrowing your search to fuckboys, that's already a problem to yeah. begin with, honey. I would say you're worth more than that, my queen, and don't give into the fuckboy fantasy, so to say, like the oh he's um he's not like that with me. Oh no, he only looks like that. No. He's not a bad guy, no. and you're attracted to like the bad boy Listen, aspect. I mean, you'll grow out of that. I. Sometimes you dress a pig up in a ballerina outfit, but it's still a pig. Like, that's just what it is. Like, yeah. sorry about it. Make make some bacon and move on. Very eloquently put, Chris. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> I think that you, if you, yeah, if you limit your search to only fuckboys, you're already, I mean, you're, you're, you know what you're getting into will they stay fuckboys forever? I mean, like if you're betting on the fact that they, if you're betting your relationship on the fact that they will change, that's kind of like a downhill battle for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think that if you just keep holding on to this idea that you can change them or something, it's not going to be a fun time. No. You want somebody, um, if you're straight, I'm assuming you are um, or not. Actually, I can't assume anything. Assuming that you're a, a human being yes, and not a goat. <laughs> And you, uh, you know, like another human being, uh, hopefully, hopefully you're looking for somebody that has traits. (laughs) You're still laughing. (laughs) Hopefully you are looking for somebody who has traits that, um, that you like and that you guys can build together a solid foundation and, um, you know, and, and have a successful relationship because, I don't think that you would want to go into a relationship where you know that this guy doesn't have any of the traits that you're looking for and hoping that he'll learn the traits from you or he'll pick up on, you know, the hints you're trying to give him and tell him to act a certain way because they won't. I'm not going to. Are you okay? <laughs> I haven't heard a word you said after not 
goat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? I was trying not to laugh into my microphone. I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, and not a goat. But it makes sense though. Yeah. Like, oh. If you're going into a relationship with a goat <laughs> hoping they'll be a human being, they won't. <laughs> like, you know, you're just going to be in, like, terrible disappointment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I need to compose myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> like, out of all the stupid things I've said, like, does this one take the cake or what? <laughs> <laughs> okay alrighty I hope that answers your question um thank you so much for yes. writing in guys you can always reach us at uh I'm so sorry you can always <laughs> give me one second and we're composed oh god composure okay composure. and you can always reach us at edit to real on our social medias the twitter or the hipstagram or you can reach us uh, via our email at edit to real podcast at gmail.com. We like hearing from you. So ask us the questions. Nikki will say something ridiculous. I will laugh until I have legit tears in my eyes because that's what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and we always want to hear from you. So please, please, please ask us all the things. And thank you for those of you who have. Uh, thank you, Awkward Cookie. We, we, we love that you that you listen. Yeah. Keep them coming. Yeah, I'm doing the little like the thumb and index finger Korean heart yes, thing right now. That I'm doing thing. it yeah. just for you. That, that thing. thing. The yeah. heart finger thing. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in this week's episode and we'll see you in the next. Stay real. Stay real.